Good morning. This is your wake-up call. Welcome to China Jedi Talk, where we interview a broad selection of the human race who's formed from different cities, towns, and villages in and around China and across the world to talk about life, business, love, strife, places, faces, different races, attractions, distractions, goals, and aspirations, creating selections, affections, opportunities, and connections, and as always, shining humor, love, and light on Chinese life. May the smile be with you. Can I just say that my questions just like yours are just begun? Can I just say that your questions just like mine are just begun? Cause it was breaking news. Hello listeners and welcome to China Jedi Talk, episode one, where we meet, chat and get to know various people from around the world. All of which have some type of China connection, whether it be actually being from China, living and working in China, doing business with China, or even having visited China as a tourist. As always, my esteemed co-host is... Hello everyone, Anthony C. Benton. And Anthony, I'd like to just quickly explain who our guest today is on our Go first episode of we um, China Talk. Well, this lady's based in Hong Kong, and she's a business owner, come director, of Leader Corporate Services Limited, author of Hong Kong Company Secretary's Checklist and Hong Kong Company Secretary's Practice Manual and various articles on Hong Kong corporate law and practice. She is none other than Belinda Wong. Belinda Wong, welcome to China Jedi Talk. Thank you. Good afternoon, Anthony and Chris. Hello, Belinda. Nice to meet you. Uh, in, nice in, meeting you too. Indeed it is. And when I read out what you are there, um, Belinda, what you do, um, you're obviously a very busy lady. Well, not that busy. I manage my times, and um, well, actually, I started my business seven years ago. Um, the reasons why I wanted to have my own business is that I can have more flexible time to do various things on my own. Yes, that's that's what us entrepreneurs always say. It's nice being your yeah. own. It's nice being your own boss, isn't it, Belinda? <laughs> of course, yeah. There's very there's disadvantages and advantages, which I'm sure we're going to get into today. So, first of all, Belinda, you're based in Hong Kong, yeah. um, and is that where you're from? Is that you know where you were born and brought up? Yes, I spent all my life in Hong Kong. So you've seen a lot of changes, I suppose, over the years in Hong Kong. It's it's developed very fast, and uh, wouldn't you say? Uh, yes, there have been various changes in the legal field, um, social, and also economic. Yeah, okay. Uh, we have seen some ups and downs in the economic uh, since the early 1990s up to now. And also, I'm in the company secretarial field, that means... I handle all the Hong Kong corporate law and practice. We have a new company ordinance in 2014. And before this new company's ordinance, over the years, the former ordinance was amended from time to time. So lots of changes. Yeah, but this is life. Well, with all, with all the economics uh, up and downs over the years, as there always are in society, has, um, yeah. has Hong Kong made any like big adjustments? Have you seen anything in your time in Hong Kong where they like really changed something to adapt to the e economy of the world? Well, uh, Hong Kong 
dollar is paid to you, the U.S. dollars in the 1980s or early 1990s. And then we have been trying to open up our society to the foreign economic okay. economies. For example, uh, we have been trying to build up Hong Kong as an international financial centers, and lately, uh, the Securities and Futures Commissions has decided to further expand the asset management industries. So a new law has been passed to create a an open-end fund company regime. And uh, most probably, in 2018, we can see the implementation of this new open-end company fund can I, companies. Can I come in there, Belinda, quickly? Um, yes. It sounds very interesting. I have to say, a lot of it, um, you know, it's very, it sounds very corporate, uh, maybe a little bit of a gobbledygook for many of our listeners. Um, let's go back to basics a minute. So what is it okay. that you actually do your company? What's the main um, service that you provide? Because um, you're obviously doing lots of stuff. Well, I basically, I set up companies for clients right. and make sure that they comply with the law. Okay. And very I mean, simple. And I mean, um, yeah, very simple for you, perhaps. <laughs> I, mean, for, for, <laughs> I, I bet it's not simple in practice, though, is it? Well, lots of hurdles, I'm sure, and rules and tick boxes to tick. But um, yes. so are your clients, are they mainly based in Hong Kong? Well, most of my clients are from overseas because... Uh, I don't want to compete with my local uh, market positioners. So when I first started my own business, I started uh, linking up with people through LinkedIn and also various social media platforms. And I got my first clients within three months after I started using LinkedIn. And when, when did you set up your company exactly? At the end of 2010. Okay, so you've been going for quite some time. And your business is good? Um, Companies are needing to be opened, things like this? Yeah, no complaints. And uh, (laughs) (laughs) life is so good. That's good to hear. (laughs) True Jedi. Actually, uh, after I set up my own company, a friend told me that uh, CCH was looking for someone to write the Hong Kong Company Secretary's Practice Manual, and she urged me to give it a try. So I sent my CV to the publishers and got the contracts and wrote the book. The first edition was published in 2011, and up to 2015, I had published three editions of that practice manual. And again, it's okay, yes, it's the Company Secretary's Practice Manual. Um, Sounds riveting. How many pages, um, Belinda, is that? About? Uh, five to six hundred wow. pages. Okie dokie. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that must have taken you some time. Uh, it took about nine months from wow. right, from start to finish. If, 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 you were, if you were to give us a really quick breakdown of the kind of thing that's in this manual, what, what sort of things does it cover? Yeah. Um, how to set up or incorporate a Hong Kong company. Okay. Uh, what is the annual compliance? Uh, 
for example, filing of annual return, preparation of audit and financial statements, okay. and how to dissolve a Hong Kong company. Uh, in Hong Kong, we also have a type called non-Hong Kong companies. Uh, those companies incorporate overseas like in the UK, uh, Delaware, etc. They can be registered here in Hong Kong. And one thing very different from uh, doing business in China is that we can register a charity through a Hong Kong incorporated company called Company Limited by Guarantee. This type of company uh, needs to get the charity status registration with the Indian Revenue Department. Hang on, Belinda. Did you just say if you wanted to set up a charity yeah, yes. in China, you, you can do that through Hong Kong... Well, actually, uh, we are different from China. Yeah, I was... think in China, when you have to register a charity, you may have to go through the public affairs department. Yeah, it's very yeah, true. It's very yeah, we, but in Hong Kong, yeah. we just go through registration with the company's registry and also the Inland Revenue Department. Yeah, okay. Because charity, first of all, is exempt from paying corporate tax. And then anyone who donates... 100 Hong Kong dollars or more to this charity can get a receipt from that charity and that receipt can be used to deduct that person's own salary tax. Okay, okay. Or if, if the donor is a company, then still the company can get tax exemption. So it's a lot easier to set one up in Hong Kong than it is uh, China by the sounds of yes. things. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. Yeah. should be. Okay, so Belinda, let's talk about, I mean, obviously we're, we're foreigners living in, we're expats living in China and, and I have a company that I set up here. For anyone listening who wants to set up a company in Hong Kong, I guess you'd be the person to go to, correct? Yes. Right, okay. And you deal with big companies and, and also with small entrepreneurs that might have some idea that they want to um, get started, yeah? Yes. Okay, so what about someone now, because a lot of our listeners are based in China mainland, that wants to set up a China company? Because in the past, from my contacts, a lot of people would set up a company in Hong Kong, and then they bring, you know, they create a woofer office, um, yes. or a second office from the main Hong Kong business in the mainland. But that's now becoming less of a thing, isn't it, now, Belinda, or not? The, the Chinese system seems to be opening up, becoming a little bit more easier. What's your take on that? Well, uh, the, on the China side, I know um, it's easier to register a company. And uh, for most industries, there is no minimum uh, capital requirement. And uh, you only need to have one person to register a company. Um, but for foreigners who wish to do business in Asia, especially in China, they would also like to set up a Hong Kong company first and then use the Hong Kong company as an investor to set up a movie mm. in mainland China. Mm. Mm. So yeah. not much has been changed. Right. But uh, there's been a trend for mainland Chinese to go through Hong Kong and then invest in other countries. Oh, so interesting. So, yeah. ch so Chinese investing in uh, other countries, they go through Hong Kong first. Yep. 
Okay. I think it's seen as a more... Look, if you're wanting to expand, if you have a bigger picture, right, Belinda, then Hong Kong seems to be more um, open to that kind of expansion, right, I guess, than, than having your company just in China. Well, I guess it's, yeah. it was the uh, vision of Hong Kong all along, right, was to kind of be a gateway between Asia and the West, mm, right? Indeed. Yes, we are more or less like a connector, connecting various countries and different industries. Now, Belinda, your English is fantastic. Thank um, you. And I'm sure your Guangdonghua is and uh, Putonghua. Um, what about, again, then, if someone was in China then, not Hong Kong, and they wanted to set up a Chinese company, could they do it through your company? Or, you know, do you have a partner that you work with that could assist? Well, I have various uh, associates in different parts of China because uh, unlike Hong Kong, Hong Kong is a very small city where we only have a the company's registry responsible for incorporation of companies. But the mainland China is so big, so in different powers has different uh, industrial and commercial bureaus. Yeah. So for different provinces, we use different associates to do the legwork. I see. Okay, but again, it's something that you could assist people with, yeah? Yes. Okay, fa fantastic. Um, talking about um, connecting and being the gateway, Anthony, um, we mentioned earlier about the bridge. I think it's the biggest bridge in the world, isn't it, Belinda, that's now being built, connecting Zhuhai and, of course, your office in Hong Kong. Um, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> where are you based in Hong Kong? Where's, where is your office? In Hong Kong Island. Well, actually, the um, Hong Kong Zhuhai Macau Bridge um, is closer to Lantau Island rather than uh, Hong Kong Island. But uh, uh, Hong Kong Island and Lantau Island is also connected through beaches. So we are will be much closer uh, once the bridge is up and running. Um, well, before the bridge. We will have the expressway, um, express train to be up and running next year in 2018. Uh, this train will be connecting um, Shenzhen and Guangzhou and then Guangzhou to, to the rest of mainland China. It's, I, I don't know much about this one. I, I know there's trains anyway from Shenzhen. Is this a newer, faster train? Yeah, faster train. Oh, okay. Yeah. When is the bridge actually meant to be done? Because the first projection was the end of this year, 2017, Belinda. Have you heard anything on your side of the bridge? <laughs> <laughs> I think there, there's been delay. Yes. Yeah, there were <laughs> yeah, some complications, weren't there, with some well, management? Uh, two years, maybe, a mm. safer bet. What, what is that, what's the general feeling in Hong Kong amongst you and your friends? What do people think of this bridge opening? you like it? Is it a good thing, a bad thing? Yeah, is it pro? Yes. Yeah. It is a good thing uh, because recently um, there is a talk of uh, the Big Bay Area connecting oh. Macau, uh, Hong Kong, Shenzhen, uh, Zhuhai, yeah. various cities in the southern part of uh, Guangdong. Guangdong. I know, I know uh, housing can be very expensive in Hong Kong. Do you foresee a lot of um, people moving out of Hong Kong and buying housing in, say, Shenzhen and Zhuhai, what have you? I don't think so. 
Oh, because really? Because in Shenzhen, the housing is also very expensive. That's true. And for to hike, uh, unless people can find suitable jobs in Zhuhai, it will be difficult for the younger generation. That, that, that's what I thought in to particular. Ju, to Zhuhai. Well, actually, there is a misperception. Uh, unless you want to live in those luxurious residential areas, mm. actually, in the new territories, the residential price is much lower. Okay, near and, Shenzhen, yeah. Yes. And also, if you want to run your business in Hong Kong, unlike mainland China, you do need a physical office. But in Hong Kong, in one small office, there may be a couple of you know, um, almost 100 or even 200 companies. Oh, wow, really? Using, using that uh, address, as this registered office address. Goodness. And then the owners of the company can just work from home or work from coffee shops. I see. Yeah, yeah. portable workers. I wouldn't like to be the postman. <laughs> <laughs> and also, uh, in the past few years, Hong Kong uh, has been promoting startup and also entrepreneurship. Uh, so we have lots of um, co-working spaces and business centers. Fantastic. Yeah, people can just rent a hot desk. Like WeWork, uh, the biggest American uh, co-working space is in Hong Kong. Uh, it has two offices. So if you, if you don't envision lots of uh, people um, living outside of Hong Kong and commuting every day to Hong Kong, like, see, I thought the bridge would help um, young people that possibly couldn't afford a home in Hong Kong and they might buy a home on the mainland and commute to work every day. So what, what do you see, the, what, what's the purpose of the bridge mainly? Well, the purpose of the bridge is to facilitate trade. Yes. Uh, at the end of 2015, uh, when I was visiting Zhuhai and also Hanqi with um, the Hong Kong General Chamber's commissions, um, Zhuhai wants to develop its logistics business. Mm. Okay, so... If um, the big bay areas starts working, there will be lots of traffic flows. What kind of traffic? You mean imports and exports? Or? Import and exports, mainly, okay. I would say. Uh, I mean, the larger picture is, isn't it, Belinda, to create the Pearl River Delta, to connect all the nine plus two cities up, yes. so that they're just one big conglomerate of trade. Um, yeah, and you, yeah. can, you can get to each city, you know, like in no time at all on the on the train or over the bridge. So, yeah, infrastructure wise, I think that's really, really going to help. OK. Um, yeah. Just with regards to your company now, you've been going for about seven years. What's your you know, what's your goals lying ahead over the next three years? Where, where do you want to get to in terms of what you're doing, um, Belinda? Well, um, first goal is to write another book. Oh, a second year. manual. Number two. Yes. Uh, An updated version. edition of the practice manual. Because Hong Kong is now amending the company's ordinance. First, um, 
we follow the OECD Organization of uh, for Economic Cooperation and Development Tax Initiative, uh, where every Hong Kong company has to create a register of significant controllers. Right. That means nobody can hide behind a nominee shareholder. Okay. So anyone holding 25% or more in a company, shareholdings in the company, um, if there is someone behind the shareholder, then the identity of that person has to be entered into the register of significant controller. And the second thing is trust and company service provider. I'm the a company service provider has to be registered with the company's registry. Okay. So there will be significant changes in the operations of the service for the service providers here. So my first goal is to write another book on the newest and latest development on the Hong Kong corporate law. And then for the next few three years to grow my business further. Okay. Get more clients. Yes, yeah. have more clients. Oh, well, good luck to you. You'll have to, you have to send us a signed copy of your manual. I know Anthony likes a bit of bedtime reading, don't you, in the corporate <laughs> sense. Um, he's always going on about I figures. Could, I, could, I could read it to my son. Yes. Bedtime story. Yes. Um, but, but Belinda, I mean, these changes that are happening, is this normal in your industry? Or, or is it, well, may I put it like this? Is it more of a fact that these are coming from, you know, from the top, from Beijing, as it were, these changes? Well, Beijing never has any influence on our legal and also um, tax regimes right. because we are separate. Yes. Because we, we are a special administrative region, so our law and tax are different from mainland China. And this is another attraction for mainland Chinese to you come to Hong Kong to set up companies. Um, all these changes comes from OECD and also the global trend. What's OECD, sorry, Belinda? OECD is Organization for Economic Development, Economic Cooperation and Development. Okay. So okay. it's not um, obsessive economic compulsive disorder. Then. No, no, it's, that, that's, that's, <laughs> that's what you have, Anthony. Um, okay, so, uh, I mean, a lot of people here always quote, don't they, Anthony, one country, two systems. Um, yes. Yeah, so there you go. That's that sums up what you're saying quite well. So, Belinda, let's um, let's talk about more then um, your location. In particular, then Hong Kong, obviously a massively well-known, famous city of the world. So many stories and uh, you know magnificent things attached to it. Um, you're obviously you've been brought up there. Um, yes. I've always wondered. I'd love to have been in Hong Kong 50 years ago, um, just as a you know a traveller. Because, I mean, it must have been mm -hmm. much different then, right? Oh, very different. Um, Hong Kong's landscape changes almost three to five years. <laughs> uh, <laughs> really? Still? <laughs> yes. Uh, in the next two, three years, we'll have um, new mass transit railway linking the Satin in the new territory to Centrals. And um, there will be also be a new... Rose opening up. Um, sure. I was like, 
we have uh, some vintage buildings which will be undergoing um, renovations and opening up for tourists to visit. Yes, I, I was there actually, Belinda, at the weekend. I was staying with friends in um, in the upper levels, in uh, yep. you know from Central, and I saw yeah, there's a big building uh, that's being renovated, the old police building, I think it was. Um, that's taken like four years of conservation or something. That seemed to be open. So yeah, my friends <laughs> told me a lot about that, which is fantastic. I, you know, that's a great thing. But I have to yep. say, um, I'm so glad that you put in escalators to go up to the upper and middle levels in Hong Kong because. You wouldn't want to be walking up those stairs every day, would you? Yes. And uh, if you use the escalators, you can actually go to the mid-level. And then from mid-level, you can actually walk up to the peak, yes. which offers you some quite nice sceneries. I, I always loved that about Hong Kong. It always made me chuckle a little bit to be on an escalator outside. Yeah, Las Vegas, isn't it? Because <laughs> you don't get that in England. You know, England, like if you go to yeah. a, a shopping centre, like a mall or, you know, to a place like that, then you're going to find an escalator. But the fact that you have it to go up a hill in Hong Kong is amazing. It always made me giggle. Well, I tell you what didn't make me giggle, Belinda. So I was out the weekend with my son, so he's far at four. So that would have been oh. a big task to walk up to the peak with him. Uh, maybe <laughs> I have to take a tram. But, um, but anyway, uh, there was a typhoon warning. So we went down to Central to take the, the boat back to Zhuhai and because it was a level eight, all the boats had been cancelled. So oh. we went back to our friend's place in Central in the upper levels and unfortunately they, they'd stopped the, um, the elevators because of uh. this typhoon warning number eight. So we had to walk up 23 flights <laughs> of, uh, of course I was rather positive, it was a good <laughs> exercise on a Sunday morning. Um, but yeah, so that didn't help. And to be honest... As you know, that typhoon didn't come. No, right? it didn't nothing, come. Nothing happened. Yeah, so it was um, <laughs> a lot of hot wind. A lot of a lot of hot wind. As, as you experience a lot, don't you, Anthony? <laughs> Your IBS. <laughs> well, that typhoon, that uh, the typhoon we had recently uh, was a shortest number <laughs> typhoon. Uh, it only lasts for four hours. Yeah, it's so, a quick one. Well, uh, at my home, I didn't feel any wind or storms. No beans that day then. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so if, if uh, an international traveller was to visit Hong Kong, uh, Belinda, mm. where, where would they, what would you recommend for them to go and see? Yeah, top place. Um, go up to the peak, yeah. walk around, and then they can have a full view of Hong Kong and also um, the... Kowloon Peninsula. Yeah, that's a fantastic And if that person, actually, any traveller who comes to Hong Kong, I would recommend that person to register with uh, meetup.com because there are various interest groups that okay. where they can group, go with a group to go hiking, visiting some uh, sacred spaces like churches, 
uh, temples, etc. Lovely. Meetup.com. Yeah. I've not heard of this meetup.com. Do you have shares in this company, Linda? No. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say, if anyone comes to Hong Kong, I recommend you come and register a company with me. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, for security. But no, that's a, that's a great idea. And of course, to the listeners, that's not a dating site, is it? Um, that's just a meet-up site um, for like-minded people. And also, if anyone wants to taste different types of food, like Korean, Cantonese, Sichuan, etc., mm. I would recommend that person to check openrice.com. O- openrice.com? Yes. Oh, interesting. Okay, open rice. And that has a lot of restaurants in Hong Kong, does it? Reviews and Yes. Things. You can actually check the different types of restaurants um, in different districts and also um, the prices per district. Oh, fantastic. So, yeah. So yes. the traveler can actually budget his own yeah, meal yeah, expenses yeah. I mean, it's before a fi- going to the restaurants. It's a food paradise, Hong Kong, isn't it, really? It's such an international mix. You can get anything you want. But, you know, if I was with you now, Belinda, and we were going to go out for dinner, um, because if China Jedi, where would you you go? Where's your favourite place to eat in Hong Kong? Uh, I live in the eastern part of the Hong Kong island. So I would say Sao Kiwan, the main street. They have uh, different types of food, like German food, okay. uh, Shanghainese, uh, local Cantonese food, um, Western food, etc. And also Japanese food. Okay, so it's like a, lots of different choices. Sauki Wen, yeah. yeah, did you say? Sauki Wen makes street, yes. Uh, is that, what's the nearest MTR to that? Uh, there is MTR. There is a MTR station called Sauki Wen. Okay, so there you go. Um, so, so as a local Hong Konger... Yes. If 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 we were to come and see you in Hong Kong, well, what would be a? Did you tell us to get away. <laughs> what would be a, a secret place that only a local Hong Konger would know about? You know, some, somewhere really interesting that you would take us that maybe we wouldn't have thought yes. about visiting ourselves. Yeah, you wouldn't see it in the tourist books, perhaps. Could you could you allow us to know maybe a little local secret? Yes. Uh, well, actually, Hong Kong doesn't have any secret because we have oh. so many open tours and free tours. Uh, for something different, maybe Temple Street uh, in the evening, and and also uh, the Chilin uh, Nunnery uh, oh. in the Diamond Hill MTL station. Okay, a, a nunnery. A, a nunnery. Nandere. And also opposite this Nandere, there is a uh, garden. Uh, oh, most of the buildings were modeled after the Ten Dynasty. Uh, oh, wow, that sounds cool. Mainly use wood to build the buildings. Oh, that sounds it, amazing. Is this in the east of Kowloon? To the east? Uh, yes. Yeah, I know. Yes, I stayed, to the yeah. east. Have you oh. been there? Yeah, well, my wife misbooked a hotel. She booked she, the wrong hotel. Your wife didn't want to become a nun. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> and we, we ended up in this hotel that was miles to the east of Kowloon. And I remember looking outside the window and, uh, and <laughs> saw signs to the nunnery and the gardens and that. So, um, oh, yeah. Is, actually, it, yeah. is it still a nunnery? Are you interested in it, nuns, Anthony? Yes, there is a nunnery. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Because you, you do see a lot of nuns in Hong Kong. I, I do see... I guess I, so. I have seen a lot of nuns walking around, so they must have nunneries. 
Um, well, uh, not that many actually. Um, during the uh, Buddhist festivals, when there are a need for the nuns and the monks uh, to host the festivals, okay. uh, some of them uh, come from mainland China. And they are not local residents. But can you actually go into the nunnery, Belinda? Is that what you're saying? This is the little secret. Yes, yeah? yes, yes. We can. It is open um, almost seven days a week. And these are, are Buddhist nunneries or? Nunneries, uh, where you can uh, worship. But no, I'm just wondering what time, kind of religious denomination are they? Are they, are they is it an Asian religion? Are they, they are Buddhist? Uh, they are Buddhist. Buddhist, okay. Yeah. Okay, well, that's uh, something interesting. Sort of, yeah. And uh, there is also a Sikh temple in Hong Kong Island near Wen Chai. A Sikh temple? S-I-K-H. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, very nice. If you uh, want to get some uh, religious fix, then there's a couple of places go and visit you can nuns. go to. Okay, well, let's talk, um, I think, a little bit about uh, Chinification. So, um, Belinda, obviously you're in Hong Kong. Um, but yep. you do travel to the mainland frequently on business, do you? Well, maybe uh, once a month. Okay, once or a once month. in every two months to where, Shenzhen where, where to mostly... and also to Guangdong because I have some friends there. Okay, so mostly Shenzhen and Guangdong you visit. Yeah. Is that business because, or uh, the traveling time is within two to three hours? Is that business or personal thing? I'm... Personal. Okay, so never, never really do. But of course, as you said earlier, you do work with partners on the mainland um, yeah. for your company's services. Okay, so I mean, you've been to mainland China then quite a lot, I'm sure, growing up in Hong Kong. Do you yeah. notice any... I mean, normally we like to ask, you know, what's been some of your biggest challenges? Obviously, you're based in Hong Kong. Have you noticed, I mean, have you had any challenges in the mainland of China um, when you've come over here that maybe you wouldn't have in Hong Kong? I don't see any challenge. No. Yeah. Be no, there's no challenge because I speak Putonghua. Exactly. Yes. So, and I also read the simplified Chinese character. So, there is no cultural uh, obstacles or barrier. And but what about on a business sense, though, Belinda? I mean, have you have you worked with a mainland Chinese company before or anything like that with what you do? Uh, I have. Um, actually, they are almost the same, especially in the recent year because lots of the business owners of the mainland Chinese companies and even the mainland Chinese officials, they have been to the foreign com countries. Uh, some of them were also educators in the US, UK and Australia. So. The cultural difference is very narrow. So you think because they've had a little bit of that Western influence, it's starting to bridge the gap a bit between Hong Kong yes, and China? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, that's interesting. I mean, focusing on that, you can only see but more positive, um, beneficial cooperation in the years ahead, um, business-wise, could you not, Belinda, really, with the mainland? Um, yes, yeah. because, um, well, I also use uh, WeChat, so... I have lots of um, WeChat contacts in mainland China. Mm. They also want to know 
was in happening in the in the outside world and how they could cooperate and do more business with Hong Kong Chinese and also uh, with the Westerners. So going forward, I would see much bigger benefits for China and also for the world. Mm. Tell us, tell us something you like to do when you come across to the mainland. Well, I make all my clothes in Shenzhen. <laughs> oh, make, make all your clothes, really? <laughs> yeah. You mean you make them or you buy them? I make all the clothes in Shenzhen because I'm a fat and also a plump person. <laughs> so it's difficult for me to buy clothes in Hong Kong. <laughs> I need alterations. Oh, so instead of buying clothes, I go over to Shenzhen to have all my clothes made. So you get excited when you come across the mainland because you can pick up lots of new clothes. Yeah, personalised, yes. personalised fit. That's smart. So have you got, I mean, we like to have a bit of fun on China Jedi because we find life is all a little bit too serious. Have you got any, like, a funny moment that you've, that you've had, Belinda, that sticks out, a funny moment in business or, you know, personally coming over to China, anything like that? Well, um... I visited uh, Tianhai uh, two months ago, right. and um, our first thought was to listen to the Tianhai introductions of the latest developments, etc., etc. And then when I walk uh, outside of the venues, uh, someone just asked me, "Oh, can we? Oh, are you from Hong Kong? Let's exchange our calling cards or, or name cards." Yeah. So you see how friendly the Chinese businessman has become. Indeed. Uh, yes. 20 years ago, um, most of them were quite reserved because they just don't know, you know, what is this person's looks like. Mm. But now they have more trust in the Hong Kong residents and also in the Westerners. Because at that uh, event, there are um, visitors from Canada. Okay, so so it was interesting. Out. It was funny to you because I guess so. I mean, in the long time that you've lived here, you you you've seen people become a lot less reserved. So you I mean it was funny for you because you had a stranger just approach you naturally and without being very reserved. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, very, very opening up. I I suppose that's. That makes sense. So you have it? so you have seen a big change in that a lot with mainlanders. They are becoming a lot more open to international yes. people. Yes. Yes. Yeah. How how what kind of time frame do you think you've seen that change? Uh, in the past eight to five years. Ever since, oh, so very recent. Ever huh? since you've been Yeah, here, very recent. <laughs> yeah, I think I'd like to think I've had an influence on that ever since I got yeah. to China. You know, I've, I've let people realise that foreigners are a lot more friendly. So you have been doing that and contributing <laughs> to the opening up of China's a bit. <laughs> well, Belinda, that's fantastic. Thank you very much for that. I think now it's time to, uh, to talk about promotion and connection. Okay, so... We've talked obviously about uh, what you do um, in Hong Kong and also touching on some things that you're getting up to on the mainland. Is there anything that you know, you'd like to promote or um, plug today um, on China Jedi Talk, Belinda? Well, um, 
actually company secretarial industry is not well known uh, to the outside world and not even well known in Hong Kong. Mm. I would just like to promote company uh, this industry um, through your uh, sold for your sold. Uh, if anyone wants to set up companies in Hong Kong, come to us. Come to a company secretary. Yeah, absolutely. And I think this would be a good time now to give your. Do you have a website? Um, you know, ha, what's the best way people can contact you? Email, perhaps. How, how does that work, Linda? Uh, look up my company's name, either Corporate Services Limited, or my company's website, www.lecolp.hk. Yeah, and that's actually it's a great website. There's yeah. a lot of information yeah. on there, listeners, about what Belinda company does and also about um, Belinda too. Can anyone download your five to six hundred page manual from the website Belinda or is that not um, possible yet? I think you can. It is printable. Oh, there you go. So, yeah. Yeah. Marvellous. Um, okay. And any anything else Anthony that you'd like to ask Belinda before we before we head off? Um, any uh, opportunities you're searching for? Anything you're looking for in particular? Well, nothing particular. Just I just companies. want to be connected with um, the mainland Chinese okay. and also um, help them to connect with the outside world. Marvellous. Well, I think that's one of China Jedi's main remits, isn't it too, Anthony? Yes. So. yes. To, to connect to the outside world, yeah. absolutely. Well, Belinda, thank you very much for coming on. Um, it's been a pleasure to talk with you and we look forward to connecting with you again in the future. Thank you. This is China Jedi, people. If you enjoy listening to the China Jedi podcast and want to get involved, either by asking a question, expressing your opinion, good or bad, light or dark, or even appearing as a special guest, then get in touch by emailing our team at info at chinajedi.com. That's info at chinajedi.com. May the smile be with you.